to Tales, Tunes, and Tomfoolery, starring Jerry Springer with Gene Galvin and me, I am Maria Corelli. We are recorded live in front of a brilliant studio audience here in Folk School Coffee Parlor of Ludlow, Kentucky. Here he is, ladies and gentlemen, it's Jerry Springer! Hey! Hi, everyone, welcome, welcome. Here we are. Hi, guys. Yeah, once again, we're in the bunker. Yes, Once from again, quarantine. People are starting to move out, you know? I mean, even mm-hmm. even places like New York, it's, uh, you know, maybe not wisely, but they are more and more people are starting to say, heck, I'm, I'm just doing it. Definitely yeah. testing the waters here. Yeah. If it doesn't work, though, wow. You know, if we get out too soon and then boom, we're all back here again. Yeah. I guess we'll know know in a couple weeks. Hey, Jerry. uh, Yes. You know, we wondered um, how Jerry Springer, Judge Jerry, now Judge Jerry, uh, gets his exercise in quarantine. You know, and I've been obnoxiously saying, oh, I'm out hiking and Maria's out running. (laughs) So then I sort of learned. I don't know. I mean, I want to clarify because I'm I'm hearing stuff. The streets are talking. And... (laughs) The word is, <laughs> and Maria, I know that you're going to find this hard to believe because Jerry Springer is, you know, like 76 years old and all that. And there's this thing t- called TikTok. And are you on TikTok, Jerry Springer? And if so, uh, I've been hearing some numbers and I'm, if you don't say them, I'm going to say them. I want, is yeah, that how you're getting I, uh, your exercise? Are you TikToking? I'm TikToking, and uh, yeah. I, initially, I initially did the TikTok um, for a, a fundraiser for my grandson's school, and yes. but then that kind of and, and so there's a video, and then that video kind of went viral, and now it's like uh, 12 million uh, likes. <gasps> what? Uh, yeah, and it's. Uh, Wait, what was the video? Well, here's what it is. You see, you've had 13 million views. You have three clips I'm, I'm hearing. Oh, One okay. has 13 million views. Another has 10 million <laughs> views. Another has 5 million views. What I'm hearing is, is that you're now in NBC because Judge Jerry is an NBC show, correct? Right, right. So of their people, of their celebrities, you are in the top five and uh, one opinion is you're you're headed because you're new at TikTok. You're headed towards number one of the NBC folks. Uh, so is this one? Let's let's take the one that has 13 million views, which is beyond yes. imagination. Uh, <laughs> is that the one that? Because I want to put it on the our Jerry Springer podcast website. Is yes, that the you, one you doing the TikTok dance where you do the flow and the roll? Yes, and the this and the that. that yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. It's uh Wait, would Jerry, would you, you want to demonstrate? It. Well, thank you, well, Maria. No, thank I you. think the video I've done, what? you know, my no, my Come agent on. says no, you've got to pay for that. Is that true? <laughs> <laughs> no, but the, it, you can just go to the video. We have it, we're gonna put it up on our uh podcast okay. website. Yeah, we'll put it on our podcast nice. and, and, website. And you'll, you'll see that, but um when you says it, it's tough to imagine, you're right. <laughs> yeah, and that's but that's how you're getting because the one I saw, I saw this video and it, this yeah. one that we'll put on the website, and it's wonderful. You got to see it, Maria. It's just 
It's <laughs> wonderful because it's freaking ridiculous. That's why it's wonderful. <laughs> what? What? I'm so excited. <laughs> no, it's really cool. And, and did you do like, uh, did you do like slick your hair back or something? What's what that, is that what you did when you did the video? I wanted to get into, uh, into character. Yes. And, and I needed to do something to get people's attention off uh -huh. my feet. Yes. <laughs> so if I did something crazy with my hair, yep. then they wouldn't be, they'd be looking there and they don't see where my feet are going. It's not a real question. I, yes. I've had a haircut. My wife cut my hair yes. and I appreciated it. I, I told her when she was done. Cause I, hey, yeah. hey, by the way, I, and Maria, I know you cut your boyfriend's hair and we saw it about three episodes <laughs> ago and we had you go to where he was so we could see it. And yes. I didn't know if a person who's not cut hair before, like my wife, or maybe this applies yeah. to you, Maria. Yeah. How does it come out? And your boyfriends look great. And when my wife was, uh, I said, I'm going to have you cut this all the time. <laughs> it yeah. can yeah, be it's done. Like, why, why am I paying for this? Right. So, Jerry, well, have you had a haircut? No. Well, I, I'll tell you what. I'm feeling very guilty about it because yeah. uh, Mickey has clearly offered. She was hesitant at first, but then she offered, in fact, went so far as we had scissors delivered to our home. Yes. And even wow. the, the thinning scissors as well as the, I don't know the exact what the yeah. official name is. But anyway, so the Thank scissors you. came. And apparently I didn't look that enthusiastic about it being done, you know, of having uh -huh. her do it. Certainly not encouraging her. <laughs> and, and, I, and honestly, just even before the show, the subject came up and, and I feel very guilty about it. I should have been far more supportive. And uh, so it wasn't my finest moment. And the end of the story <laughs> is... That Thursday at 6.15 Eastern Time, uh, my hair will be cut by a professional uh, hairstylist. Where? In a shop or are they come into yeah, your home? In a, in a shop. You have to make a reservation. Yeah. Because they only take one at a time in the place. Oh, wow. Uh, you've got to be in masks, gloves, everyone you get. Uh, oh, and they take your, uh, they give you a test before you come in. Gotcha. You know, they swab you. What? So, really? The swab just take, Yeah, so you get, uh, no, I'm, I'm wrong. They take your temperature. Sorry. Take your temperature. Oh, okay. I was like, I didn't know they yeah. could do that. Yeah. That's, oh, I'd go get a haircut just to get the test. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I'd like to get the test. So I'm, I'm yeah. going to try. But I, it wasn't my finest hour. I should have, uh, I should have said to Mick, let's just do it. Yeah, and how it turns out, it, uh, it turns out. But yeah. you know, I'm. So anyway, we should well, no, we should do a, no. a thing where we have the it's husbands gonna... and boyfriends cut the wives and girlfriends' hair. Exactly. Let me assure you, now, I'm Ma thinking, Bonnie will why not, not let me cut her hair. She won't. Maybe that's yeah. Maybe that's the deal. Maybe yeah. that's it. You can cut mine. You I can I cut yours. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> hey, circle back to TikTok. One last time. Yeah. Then we're going to have Jerry. So we're giving these wonderful thoughts from the bunker. And and by the way, we're we have Maria Corelli going to perform tonight. We're always very excited about that. Great, great, great. Uh, great. Maria Corelli is wonderful as not only our co-host but as a singer songwriter. She's so she's going to do an original song. Uh, before that, Jerry. Yes. Uh, 
you know, 13 million views on this clip that we'll put on our website. Uh, are you, do you intend to do other TikTok videos now that you're on TikTok? Because celebrities are doing this. Are you thinking of doing anything else? I'm really thinking. <laughs> so we start there. Not, not, no, I don't have any plans for it. You know, truthfully, how this happens is there's some event that I need to do something for, or mm. that the, the network will ask me to do something. So that's, mm. uh, so, you know, I might, but this is not my world. I mean, I don't really understand much of it. So, when they send me something and say, hey, we just got 13 million likes, I think they call it, um, that, uh, you know. So I, I haven't planned anything. But if, I have a but question, if, Jerry. Yeah, does, yeah. does someone, like, take it, like, who takes it for you, or do you take the video? We have, the show has all hmm. these uh, platforms. It, I mean, Judge Jerry, it has Instagram, Facebook. Uh, hmm. You know, Twitter, Twitter, yeah. whatever. And so they take these videos and they put them up there. No, so but what she's asking is that video that I, as I say, I've seen it. Yeah. Was that shot by you with your oh, yeah, cell Mickey, phone on Mickey, a tripod? Yeah. Or Mickey, Mickey, okay. Mickey oh, held your wife. I love yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Okay. She's joining the union as a uh, camera <laughs> woman. Yeah. <laughs> Someone has to make a living here. I'm not working. I hear you. Yeah. Uh, so last question on uh, something having to do with Judge Jerry. Are you going to begin making new episodes of Judge Jerry? And we are, how you how you doing that? Yeah, we're going to start. It's almost an experiment. Uh, yep. In the, the last two weeks of June, I think we are going to uh, remotely do the case, wow. uh, do some okay. cases. I think I'm going to do ten cases. All right. uh, where, you know, they use the green screen. So when you're watching at home, it looks like I'm in the courtroom. Yeah. Okay. So you won't be okay. able to tell that. And the plaintiff and defendant, they'll be speaking remotely from their homes or from wherever, oh. you know, they happen to live. And hmm. uh, so we're going to see how that goes. But as soon as we're allowed to go back to the studio in Connecticut, then uh, then we will do that. And well, Connecticut has permitted us to go back, but now NBC has to say that it's okay. going to do that because they may decide it's too big a risk. We're not going to yet open up the studio. So uh, I have to wait. But in any event, we're going to start taping in August is the schedule for when we have to do it. But we're going to start in June just to get ahead of the game. All right. Now, just a couple more quick things, and then we want to have you uh, give us some thoughts. Um, and, to, and, and this just sort of adds to the, how, how you're describing this new world we're living in, at least at the moment, at least before we have a vaccine and effective therapeutics, et cetera. Uh, so I have a granddaughter who's having a dance recital at, for her dance studio, and that will be happening at the Starlight uh, Drive-In, a drive-in movie theater. That mm. is and, so cool. That's yeah, funny, we were just talking about that like two yeah. weeks ago. And the way that will work, I understand, is at the appointed time, uh, 
people who care about this will drive there and we'll go. And I don't know, Maria, if you've ever been in your youth, Jerry and I, that was a part oh, of yeah. our generation. Driving I've movies. never, I've never, no. And it was oh, very, very totally cool, very cool. Very cool. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you pulled up to this stick in the ground and on that stick in the ground, there was a speaker and it had a cord on it and a cord, you know, accordion cord. And you could bring that into your car, hang it on the window. And that hmm. was the audio. That was wow. it. That was the audio. And you and watched the movie. Screen. Yeah. Yeah. So what they're doing for this dance recital, and I understand they just at the same facility, one of two drive-in theaters left in Cincinnati. And isn't it weird? Uh, pandemic comes along and they hit the jackpot. All yeah. of a sudden, their business is revitalized. So they had yeah. a concert there last weekend mm. where people performed on a stage and it was viewed from cars. And you could set a lawn chair next to your car, but yeah. they space, they, they, from what I understand, they're leaving every other uh, place where a car would normally park open. So it guarantees yeah. at least six feet distance. Mm. So um, that's pretty interesting. And then a, a final point, and this goes back to exercising. Um, we all need to be in training mode and that's not going to be a hard lift for Maria because Maria is a constant runner and I am out riding you know bike riding and running or uh hiking and jerry uh, you know you need to tell us what you're doing to prepare for the assault on mount springer in southern georgia because that the team is forming the expedition yeah. <laughs> plans are being made equipment yeah. is being gathered uh and, and I've, i have two questions for you it's a it's a three thousand four hundred foot mountain we're going to climb uh, Jerry's going to camp up there. It's all going to be shot on video. We'll be on our website. It will be on YouTube. Uh, Dixie, who is Jessica Mills, uh, triple crown, uh, through hiker is going to be Jerry's guide. One, are you training? And two, because we need to know this, what is your preferred backcountry meal? Because we will have dinners and they all have to be freeze dried. So do you like, beef bourguignon or do you like lasagna what do you like yeah yeah well here's what i was thinking uh, uh, yeah i'm afraid to hear this <laughs> yeah. well uh lewis you and i have a friend a very good friend who has uh, a helicopter yes lewis lewis has a helicopter yes so if we can talk to him <laughs> if he could lower me <laughs> at the top of the mountain he could do that we could have that's a cheating that is well, cheating Maria. we're not doing that <laughs> no we're not doing that and, <laughs> yeah no. that's uh we're not going to do that that's that ain't happening no. no because because you could take pictures then yeah you know <gasps> and i would climb like the last 20 feet you would see me coming up so you know today <laughs> with with camera work you can make it look well, but what food I would have is no. Well, hold on, hold on, road, hold on, hold on. Next to this path, like uh, what if no, there, what if the limo the limo would just <laughs> drive up along? Oh people, my gosh! When you get these people that are swimming the English Channel, you yes. always see that right next to them, while they're swimming the channel, there is a boat, a rowboat, or whatever going with the person. Uh -huh. You know, in case something bad happens and they have food or drink or whatever, well, <laughs> we should have a limo that's riding up with me as I'm walking. 
and went so on So we have a limo and a helicopter now. Yeah, both. Now we have both. And Gene and I are just walking up the mountain. Walking. Well, and, and far happier, by the way. Yeah. Far happier. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I'll tell you but what no, I would I, do. I, we'll go over. We'll go over what I get to eat. Yes. We're, uh, I would agree. Uh, not that I have control of this, I don't, but I would agree to all of that philosophically if you are saying that you would climb the last 10 feet up the <laughs> rope that's hanging down from the helicopter to get yeah. the food. I mean, if you're saying you would climb up that rope and Lewis would have yeah. that food tied onto that rope, yeah. oh, I'd, I'd pay to see that. It would, it would, Picture the zip line and my yeah, posture. The zip line. <laughs> That's yeah, how yeah, I yeah. would come down the road. <laughs> right. Well, we're going to have yeah. a blast and we'll plan it when we want, you know, when we oh, choose. We'll. And uh, yeah. we're not quite there yet. We got to get a little more out of the woods on all this uh, yeah. viral stuff, virus. Uh, hey, Jerry, you uh, each week you seem to have a chance to kind of sit back and analyze what's happening and the impact that this COVID-19 is having on the yeah. country, if not the world. Uh, what thoughts do you have this week? Well, uh, tonight I thought I'd talk about the, uh, the politicization of all of this. You know, during times of crisis, the job of a president is to unite the country in its hour of need and to mobilize all its resources in our battle to beat back whatever it is that threatens us. Of course, once again, on both counts, Trump has failed us. Now, in fairness, no president makes decisions devoid of any political considerations. It's part of their DNA. It's what got them to the White House in the first place. But we've never had a president whose exclusive reason for making the, these decisions he makes is personal and political. And never has this been more evident than in the current crisis of the pandemic. Trump has managed to turn every response of his into a political weapon, every move determined by his, uh, how it will affect his reelection chances. The first example of this was his refusal to recognize the seriousness of the virus, determined not to have any bad news affect the stock market, seeing his reelection bid tied to the economy, and if people have to die, so be it. But keeping the economic numbers up is the number one priority, even if people have to be lied to, even if they have to be kept in the dark, even if health and safety measures have to be squelched. So all evidence to the contrary, he says the pandemic is a hoax. There's only a handful of deaths. The number will be down to zero in a week. That's what he originally said. This, of course, was criminal, a total lie, resulting in nearly 100,000 deaths in just two and a half months. The consequence of his thinking exclusively about his own political viability, the public's health be damned. Now, the next example of his using the pandemic as part of his political strategy was his decision to hold a press briefing every afternoon, two hours free television, where he thought he could give the appearance that he's a strong leader, he's in charge. Though it quickly became clear that he wasn't, that he didn't know what he was talking about. He was contradicting what his health professionals were saying at the very same briefing. He was making a fool of himself. Try drinking Clorox or other disinfectants. 
Indeed, these daily televised briefings turned out to be a political disaster for him, that his advisors, armed with sliding poll numbers, finally got him to stop. But not without a fight. He wanted to continue doing these briefings. I mean, he's addicted to cameras, and he, he argued that his daily picking of fights with reporters is what his base loves, which is true, but it didn't help his tanking numbers. So he did ultimately cut back, if not totally stop these briefings. Now, the third example of his politicizing the pandemic is how he's hijacking the mask and turning it into a weapon in the culture wars. Trumpians, real men, don't wear masks. The political motive here? He doesn't want to remind people how he dropped the ball, how he was asleep at the wheel. Use whatever metaphor you want here. He believes the mask merely reminds people of his utter failure of leadership, which could sink him in November. As selfish as this thinking is, it's also dangerous. You know, there are people out there who actually listen to this guy and therefore ignore the advice of healthcare experts and professionals who tell us to wear the masks and observe social distancing so as to tamp down the virus. They instead listen to this guy, to his juvenile tantrums, I'm not wearing it and you can't make me. So now the not wearing a mask has become a kind of Trump bumper sticker, evident at their protests along with their guns. The absurdity of all this has even gotten to the point where these non-mask-wearing Trumpians are confronting and taunting people who sensibly are wearing masks so as not to infect others. The confrontations have even on occasion turned violent, another negative consequence of Trump's politicizing the pandemic. And finally, the latest example of this inexcusable irresponsibility for political gain he was handed poll numbers showing that he's losing support as among a significant part of his base, the evangelicals. So he decides to order governors to reopen churches despite lockdown orders. People must be able to pray, he tweets, as if a temporarily closed church means people can't pray at home. You think God wants you to possibly infect other people? You think that's a stretch? Well, a church in Arkansas decided to open up and hold its services in a packed house of worship. And the Center for Disease Control recently reported, in fact, last week, that 35 people who attended the service suddenly contracted the virus. And as of today, three of them have already died. Nice going, great leadership. At least Trump might get the survivors to vote for him. Look, it's naive to believe politicians can ever totally ignore political considerations. But you'd like to think in times of a crisis, our president can rise above it. You'd like to believe it. But understand, if you believe Trump during this crisis, you do so at your own peril. Character matters. All right, Jerry. Good one. Thanks. Hey, let's talk some music. Maria Corelli, who yeah. is our co-host and uh, resident singer-songwriter. Um, Maria, you've uh, 
done a few in recent episodes of uh, all original songs mm-hmm. and uh, some of them from your album, yeah. which we've talked about here before. What do you have playing tonight? What song are you going to do? Um, well, I uh, so as we mentioned before, we are playing uh, tr- external tracks. So I uh, had... Uh, David throw on a song called Polaris for you all, which is a little bit of like a love song. And, um, Wonderful. Yeah. I think and we all before, need some happiness right now. <laughs> yeah. Before we hear Polaris, uh, I, I want to mention something. You had this great idea, I don't know, six months ago, probably maybe a bit longer mm-hmm. when you understood that I was doing volunteer work, teaching two classes at a prison in Kentucky. Yeah. Um, and you came up with this idea because I wanted them as a poetry writing class and guys are writing, it's a men's prison and guys are writing some, I think, really amazing poetry. I think it's good poetry, period. And yeah. It's real interesting poetry because it's because of the voices, because of the perspective. And uh, these are guys who have done some pretty bad stuff and they know it and they're trying to put their lives back together. And I know uh, one poem got through to you to a P.O. box we set up. This is uh, all within the rules of the prison that people can have pen pals. And uh, I was able to give them your, let's just call it a pen pal address. And it's Mm -hmm. a P.O. box. And Mm -hmm. uh, you got one and it was a good poem. And I think you, and I'm not asking you to reveal anything. I assume it's not done, but are you finding that that could become something? Oh yeah, it it was cool because the guy who had sent me um, the letters, he also included song like they were in the format already of songs, so he made it very easy on me. He wow. he put he had was a musician initially. Now, granted, it was a very different musician kind of music. It was kind of screamo metal, okay, and so gotcha. he, he sent me some of those songs that he wrote um, when he was. I think he was like like part singer or a drummer i can't remember what he said in the band but he wrote for it regardless and i thought that was pretty cool he's and i I was like wow this would be really neat to kind of turn this into like a folk song yeah but of course i agree with that by the way don't worry about what genre it came from yeah yeah if you see something and you have a right look you can do whatever you want you can modify it you can send it back and say here because it's a collaboration yeah, and, and these—he's the guy in my class. We're not going to reveal who it is, uh, but he's a guy in my class, and so I know who you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And I always talk to them about, uh, "Hey, this is a singer-songwriter, and in this case, is she? She could become a teammate." Yeah. So he takes his words, his original vision, and you take it through your filter. Yeah. And see what you come up with. So I can't wait. If you oh, ever sure. come up with something, I want to, I'd be anxious to hear it. I hope I get to hear oh, it. Yeah. It's one of the early people. And then yeah. uh, I have not, this is sad. Uh, I have been unable to get back down there mm-hmm. because of this. They are pretty much locked down. They've stopped all the volunteers from coming in. It's the right move. Yeah. I assume everybody who goes in there is, uh, you know, temperatures are taken and they're mass up and all of that. And that's what they should be doing. So I look forward to the day when I can go back in there and uh, pursue this more. Do you all imagine right, so, it, it, oh, do you imagine it's going to be a while before you go back in? I do imagine that. I'll tell you what I, now I, I'm, 
I have no authority. I, I don't know anything beyond what I assume, but here's what I assume. Mm-hmm. I assume I'll go back in there when there's a vaccine. Yeah. And that's not just for my needs. I don't think they're going to let me and any other volunteer back in there until this is all resolved. Why would they ever take a chance with a volunteer going? They have to have guards come in yeah. and food service people and repair people. That they have to have. They don't need me. Now, the inmates might say, you know, they want me to come in, but they have no sway in this. Yeah. It's all done by the administration. So, uh, and I'm not disagreeing with it. That's, uh, that's Governor are Andy Brashear. Are any of the guys being uh, sent home? I mean, you know, put on the home, uh, you know. With I don't know. Here's, here's yeah. what I'm going to tell you. I, I don't know. Uh, Maybe I know of some people who are getting out of federal prison. Some have gotten publicity because yeah, uh, Michael Cohen is the latest, right. you know, and, and I know another guy uh, who got out of a federal system who's less known uh, in the Kentucky system. I don't know, but I will tell you this uh, for better or worse. The guys that I teach are, for the most part, maybe to a person, uh, violent criminals and they're not letting, and they're not letting them out. Yeah. Mm. From what I I hear, the people who are being let out across the country are people who might have sold crystal meth or uh, embezzled from a bank. Yeah. Yeah. But if you have abused a child or raped a woman or killed a human being. Yeah. I don't think you're getting out until you're getting out. You'll get yeah. out when you serve your time or you've gotten parole, but I don't yeah. think a virus, I don't think. And yeah. uh, that's how that goes. All right, Maria Corelli Polaris. Here it is. Woo! Baby, show me all the loving in your heart. Let it sing and let that lark out of its home. Hear that song we're coming for so long Braving storms and city smog so far from It's southern home Baby, let out all the sorrow in your eyes I know you're getting awful tired of all alone We could be just like those flowers in the spring Falling out and shedding off all Show. 
We love that. Uh, good work. Uh, tell people where they can hear more Maria Corelli music. Yeah, you guys can uh, check any of my stuff out. Um, of course, you can go to my website, www.mariacorellimusic.com. And Corelli spelled C-A-R-R-E-L-L-I. Um, right. And then you can find me on Spotify and iTunes and truly anywhere that you want to plug my name into and listen to some music. You can go find right. me there. And I want to promote one other thing because we're Facebook friends and uh, Instagram on Instagram. You're on Instagram and yeah. you're doing, you're doing a lot of stuff, which I think is wonderful mm-hmm. because people listening, singer songwriters have been stopped dead in their tracks with their careers because imagine this, they can't go to small clubs and perform. They can't go to big venues and perform. Yeah. And so uh, they're just stopped still. So what they're doing, and Maria's doing this, is she's performing plenty. And you can then <laughs> contribute yeah. to her. And tell, please, one more time, Maria, how people can contribute to, the on- yeah. to keeping your career going. Um, well, so... I, I've been playing a, a few different live shows on Instagram and Facebook, but um, the ongoing thing that I'm doing, I haven't promoted it uh, more recently because I kind of wore myself out on it a little. <laughs> All right. But I do intend to start it back up maybe with a different little spin on it. So keep an eye out. It's, um, it's where I write little songs on commission essentially. So, you know, and, and it's, it's actually proven to be pretty sweet. Like people will, will commission a song for me for their wife, for their anniversary or for someone's birthday. And it's kind of a little way to share something where you don't have to like tangibly give a gift in this pandemic. What a great idea. Maria, Morelli, Maria, I agree with Jerry. That's just such an innovative idea. We love you for doing that. That is just a a cool thing. And so if if you do, if you're commissioned to do a song, because you asked Jerry before, how does he record and present and transfer his TikTok videos? How do you do that? What are the logistics of this? I, I actually do it a number diff- of different ways. Um, kind of initially when I started it out, it was it was like I would post everyone. So when the donations would roll in because yep. of Venmo and PayPal, it automatically goes into my bank account, which is nice. Yep. So I see the people. They can even put a comment and say, I want a song about my dog or something. Yes. And, then, and then I will post it for everyone to see. So we all get enjoyment out of it the yeah. little songs. So it's like, I'll post it to Instagram. I'll post it to Facebook. Gotcha. Uh, and then I'll, if they want, I, I tell them this, I'm like, you can request that I 
record it separately in a little voice memo file nice. and I'll, nice. I'll send it to you. Like wonderful. Yeah. You've got it all figured out. I think that is just Perfect. a great uh yeah. great solution to what's happening. Thank you so much, Maria Corelli. Would you please take us out on down by the riverside and let Judge Jerry Springer jump in on the second verse? Oh please let me, let me, let me. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> All right. Maria Corelli and Jerry Springer down by the riverside. Check out our website, jerryspringer.com.